My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Weird OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, there is not just one person on this podcast besides me, there are two. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Hello! Hello! <laughs> I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. <laughs> but if that's too confusing... <laughs> uh, we jumped a little bit too... Too quickly into OC or into self inserts, <laughs> I think. Um, my name is Alex. Uh, I use she her pronouns. JD, he, him. And we have a show called Pokemakers where we make Pokemon. Mm hmm. <laughs> and not just, not just any Pokemon. Uh, y'all are here today, unless I am terribly, terribly mistaken, <laughs> to talk about the Pokemakers podcast in which you guys just wrapped up making an entire season of pokemon and npcs and setting and everything yeah, yeah. we made a full g- theoretical game we did a whole game in podcast form yes there is no actual physical game to play because if there were we'd be the ones playing it most of all <laughs> <laughs> but we've also heard from other people how much they wish they could play it i wish mm-hmm. i could play it that's what i'm saying we want to play it i we i put- will say this much i don't I think that there are a lot of resources out there to do ROM hacks. Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think you can do ROM hacks currently up to like Gen 5. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone is listening and gets a wild hair under them, uh, <laughs> there's an entire <laughs> podcast for you to like, listen to. Yeah. Yeah. We, like all, all the characters and concepts of Pokemon users are all there. You can just take them like... All you gotta do is just let us know when you finished it. We don't, like, you don't have to ask for permission. Please do it! <laughs> I would, but I do not have the time. No, I don't have the skill. I, well, I, I don't either, but I would learn how to do it, but I don't have the time for that. Also, mm-hmm. I'm sorry I have and... a cold and I sound like this. <laughs> yeah, we're not I allowed mean... to be funny. In this show. I, I, I hope you don't like trying to be funny in the show. We're not allowed to make Alex laugh at any point. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know who's to blame here. And the answer is capitalism. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, eat the rich. Absolutely. <laughs> but we're well, not strong start. <laughs> we're not here today to talk about uh, the the organization a More Perfect Union, which can be found on social media and chronicles uh, various unionizing events across the United States and across the world. Uh, we are here today <laughs> to talk about your entire region that you created. So, real quick, Alex and JD, I would like to hear kind of uh, an overview for listeners who, perhaps unlike me, have not listened to the entirety of Pokemakers in the last month. (laughs) Which is totally fair. (laughs) Yeah. So, the premise for Pokemakers was we're making a podcast where each episode we're going to describe a different section of a Pokemon game and one or more Pokemon as well. So, we made a Pokemon game based on the Pacific Northwest... Because, well, sorry, we made a Pokemon game based on the west coast of the US because Alex is from Oregon, so she had a local knowledge. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I had the Pokemon knowledge, and over time that's been mingled a bit. We've learned from each other. Mm-hmm. And we. You teach me, we, and I'll teach yeah. you. Yeah! <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, bit by bit, we created characters, we created routes, we created Pokemon, we created gyms, um, everything that you would encounter. In a typical Pokemon game, mm-hmm. just you know, mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We talked about the themes behind it, like the just the, all the concepts that would inspire it. And as with 
the most recent Pokemon regions becoming more and more of a thing, we tried to very much draw on that local, <laughs> those local ideas. Like, mm-hmm. 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 Uh, like one of our first, for instance, the first idea for Pokemon we both had separately was a regional variant of Zatu that makes it more like a, an, an actual, actual totem an actual pole. Totem pole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. And that's something that at least I personally, and I'm sure that others as well, have been enjoying with Pokemon games, let's say since Gen 5. Yeah, Gen yeah. 5 started it. It was kind of dipping its mm-hmm. toe in the water. Gen, yeah. 6 had, Gen 6 had a little bit more. You've got a poodle in France. Mm-hmm. And then like regional variants really helped bring that out, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Especially because the the first four generations of Pokemon were all based on various parts of Japan, which yeah. is, uh-huh. you know, very familiar to people who live in Japan, mm-hmm. but... Lots of specific, <laughs> like a lot for... of specific Japanese yokai drawn yeah. on Yeah, that. yeah, and... But, but also... <laughs> since I... since Pokemon has became a thing on a global scale in yeah. uh, three months after it was released internationally, <laughs> it's, it, it's needed, it's needed the different influences to really be able to strike a chord with international markets Mm -hmm. which is why it's been great to see that in you know in america for new york city and arizona and Mm -hmm. with you two to be handling that with the west coast of the united states and probably also parts of canada yeah yeah dipping into that a little bit yeah yeah. and like yeah drawing on the real world stuff and like hitting the chord with audiences as an english person Generation 8, Sword and Shield, the Galar region, mm-hmm. really hit home mm-hmm. with me so hard mm-hmm. constantly. Like Things like, you were like, they've got radiators! I love the fact that they had radiators in their houses. <laughs> they have never had that before in a Pokemon game. And like, I don't see mm-hmm. radiators in American houses. So it's just like, oh, that feels so English to me. Mm-hmm. And like, the town names as well. The fact that it wasn't like such and such town. It wasn't Postwick town. Yeah, like, It yeah. felt like more English mm-hmm. names to me as well. Yeah, like, and then also like... The, the mother character being referred to as mom was yeah for just you. so many little touches that really make it and you know then mm-hmm. you've got you've got obviously things like Poltergeist you've got your tea Pokemon yeah. and like the university and, you got oh. the Corgi Pokemon it's, just, it's very good and so like obviously we couldn't then do that for ourselves because that's been done yeah but mm-hmm. then we get to draw in your knowledge and experiences instead yeah excuse me and Possibly. real quick one second sorry we, we were very rambly <laughs> no you're good so real quick uh mm. what are the two versions that you guys made for pokemakers we have uh pokemon north and south are what our our versions are and it's the same map but you explore it from either starting in the northern part of the map and working mm-hmm. your way south or you start in the south and work your way north yeah. so it's all about like choosing where you want to start and what Choosing your journeys. own path. The cho- yeah. choice mm-hmm. was a big theme for us the whole, whole way through. And I, I think love it. Cool concept. Yeah. It was I, like, um, our most recent episode, we kind of just had a wrap up episode where we talked about our thoughts and the whole thing. And I said, mm-hmm. like, in hindsight, if I were to start over, I probably wouldn't have done that for our first season because it, mm-hmm. it was big and it meant it created a lot of unique challenges. But I'm so glad we did it. And I love every aspect of it yeah Yeah. i think i think that's something that's very innovative especially when it comes to different 
because so often with Pokemon games, you know, it's you have the one route that you can take. Maybe yeah. if you're lucky, you can sequence break and get yeah. to different parts of the region before the narrative would suggest you mm -hmm. going there. But well, interesting. generally, it's this one track. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when we first started this, Sword and Shield were the most recent games. And that's mm -hmm. some of the most linear Pokemon games mm -hmm. to date, which is which is wild but then now pokemon <laughs> scarlet and violet have just come out and after you've gone through the tutorial stuff at the beginning you can just go anywhere you can go and challenge the seventh gym right out the gate if you want to we were ahead mm -hmm. of the times uh, yeah <laughs> yeah that that is part of it too is as i was and we're gonna probably be talking about this a lot as mm. far as the episode goes but i as i was listening through pokemakers again within the last month and a half say i was like oh same same ideas happen yeah, <laughs> same, yeah. it's it's that thing where them, it's like yeah convergent evolution exactly <laughs> yeah when like once alex has finished playing scarlet and violet she's almost she's almost at the end but not quite but once this happened we want to kind of do this like a bonus episode where we just just talk about the game explicitly. Mm -hmm. And like, mm -hmm. part of that would be just going like, okay, here's the things that we did that they've also done a similar thing. We did a mm -hmm. Dunsparce evolution. We, did, we a did a Pokemon based on... An Earthworm. An Earthworm. We did this. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. What, is that what have they done? Um, and a mm -hmm. lot of it, I feel mm -hmm. like, is, is like just sort of the natural progression of things. Like, we were mm. looking for where there were gaps in, yeah. in like, you know, mm -hmm. the, the Pokemon that haven't been made yet. We were looking for those. It's such a thing that, like, all Fakemon creators do. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. it's, it, it makes sense that they would also be working to fill in those gaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that was actually something that is, this is going to be a good seg into the next question that I had, but mm. I, I have seen at least two popular fake bond creators that i follow on instagram mm -hmm. post about like i'm taking these pokemon out of my out of my fan decks that i've created for this entire for for this pokemon region that i have created that is entirely my own but i'm taking pokemon out because they're too similar to <laughs> ones that have now been released and copyrighted by the pokemon <laughs> company so yeah yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's it's the fan artist's own choice, but I wish th I I wish that people didn't feel like they had to do that, you know? I know. Yeah. It's, it's honestly kind of like a thing to be a little bit proud of. I I would yeah. be at least it, like, it, like, it, like dang. Me what and your idea your idea was something that's so good. Pokemon like the Pokemon company, one of the biggest mm -hmm. video game franchises mm -hmm. in the world, one of the biggest franchises in the world, had a similar idea and wanted to include that idea as well. A company that has like hundreds of people all working on mm -hmm. this together and if for you, years and if you as one person managed to like get that close yeah that's mm -hmm. incredible yeah. it's the gift of apollo <laughs> <laughs> a dodgeball to the face exactly <laughs> um, um so this this is as good of a seg as we're gonna get for the next question that i was gonna yeah. ask which is why did you two want to do this as a podcast instead of a visual-only medium, like just posting it on Twitter or Tumblr or Instagram? Um, um, so there's a couple of parts to that, really. First off being that we already were podcasting together as it was. We'd start, we, had our, we had Sorted mm -hmm. at the time, 
And so it was already something we felt comfortable doing. We we're part of a, another podcast network, and so we had like we had friends to work with on that as well. Mm-hmm. And like so, like our theme music is by someone else who makes other another podcast on our network. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Lots that of was resources. Of like yeah, yeah we already yeah. enjoyed doing that together. And also, part of it is that if it were just like a strictly visual or even like a written like project, yeah. it's so much less collaborative. Um, mm-hmm. like, this is something that we wanted to do. We wanted to do this together. Yeah. And it's, this is, like, mm-hmm, our thing mm-hmm. that, that we're, we're doing collectively. Um, like, I yeah. couldn't have done the artwork. You, like, the, almost entirely, I think there's one or two sketchy drawings <laughs> on Twitter that, you, that are mine. See if you can spot them amongst the good artwork. Um. So it's almost all Alex. And, like, I also don't, I wouldn't have had the time to do a fully, like, art-based yeah. region. Not all of the Pokemon end up getting art of them, yeah. as much as we wish they could have had. Especially, like, um, you know, a good chunk into the show. I, yeah. I, I've got a full-time job now, and, like, I'm, I'm yeah. busy all the time. It's when hard. we started it, we were both currently unemployed, so that helped. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that. <laughs> so, like, the, the podcast format really just makes it, like, I think the easiest yeah. for both of us, and it makes it the most collaborative, because we're just here having a conversation. That, and some of the parts of the ideas there wouldn't really have worked mm. in a lot of other mediums anyway. Like, describing gym puzzles, for instance, wouldn't really work sure, yeah. in a lot of other yeah, formats. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Not without, like, actually doing some actual, like, coding yeah to, to, to show showcase how it would how it would go um, yeah yeah a lot of the stuff is just very theoretical that is just easiest said in words and also mm-hmm. it felt like it was a unique take like there are a lot of mm. fake one creators out there for a while we were doing fake one fridays where every friday we would find a bunch of of other fake one artwork and share it to mm-hmm. share it around i saw that. that yeah um Another it, thing we've sort of lost the time for. Yeah, but... we don't. We yeah, we absolutely don't have the time for that anymore, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. um, none of those other creators were were podcasts. We looked around; we couldn't find another podcast making making a region in that format. Um, yeah, it just felt yeah. like a unique take on the idea of making fake one. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of YouTube creators that do similar things, for instance. Mm-hmm. In that, form. I've seen. I've seen a lot of fake mon creators who do Instagram, but then cross post to yeah. YouTube with different yeah. compilations and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we should be better about posting to other platforms. Yeah. Um, but we're we're so busy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it. That's the thing is that as so many. Not to bring capitalism back into the equation, (laughs) but so many organizations and businesses are finding that, hey, social media actually takes a lot of time, and so we should hire somebody to do it for us. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, when you're you're doing it for yourself, for fun, (laughs) it's a time sink. (laughs) Yeah. And hire somebody who's good at it, too, and not just some random intern. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although many of those random interns were also just very good at it and probably made careers out of it afterwards. Oh, yeah. Well, I actually, like, I have a little bit of, like, training, I guess, in, mm. like, social media, like, uh, search engine optimization and stuff. Yeah. I just oh, don't nice. Have the, I just don't have the time to do it. <laughs> I know how to do it. I just... Ugh. I you shouldn't like have it. to. Yeah. Look, if the person running the Among Us Twitter ever wants to leave, like, I could take over that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just, e- 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 like, 
every other week just tweet something like Mogus and get a thousand likes and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Incredible. But I hope they don't quit. I love that person. They're great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, because it... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Social media is weird. It is. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's part of it is, like, we... Like... The only social media that we really have in common is is Twitter. That's the only one that we both use. Since you quit Tumblr. I just don't have time for it anymore. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so I think that's also part of the reason why a podcast worked really well for us. Because, like, Twitter is not a good format to to post an entire region. That would be terrible. Um, Whereas, (laughs) yeah, podcast is the, the thing we do do together. Another aspect to it as well is the fact that Doing it as a podcast means we're sharing the actual creation process as well. Yeah. So many other fake mm-hmm. one projects, they are showing the final artwork, which is obviously incredible and great. And like, I'm not dismissing other projects at all. Yeah. But one thing that's unique with bookmakers, relatively speaking at least, is see that how much work goes into it. Yeah, we don't just pre- start recording an episode and say we've made a Pokemon and now we'll tell you about it. We talk through mm-hmm. our ideas. We share things and we build it together. It's, and sometimes with guests. And... It's hard. Sometimes it's hard. <laughs> yeah it but it means we get to build it like it's I, I feel like I was going somewhere more with that than mm. I, I feel like I've lost my thread a bit just that it's it's a bit more um involved I guess not involved but like it it brings the it's much more listening. communal yes yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at it's like, much more it, collaborative yeah mm-hmm. it brings you into the process as well as as well as like Showing you the final product. And it means we get to be a bit a bit mm-hmm. rambly with it. When we record, we usually record for about an hour and a half, which then gets cut down to a half hour. So I apologize to you. How? <laughs> How? <laughs> we, we ramble a lot. There's actually a lot of dead space where we just sit there and think. Yeah. Okay, what should we name mm. this one? Um, and then we, we spend okay. 20 minutes just like throwing words at a yeah. wall until something sticks. Well, the Latin name for this animal uh... is this. Yeah, but what if, what if like, just gobbledygook, though? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the other part that, like, we've enjoyed, uh, like, learning more about as, like, Scarlet and Violet have been, like, been having their Pokemon revealed and stuff. It's realizing... Oh, we have put so much more time than we needed to into think about this. Like, great. Sometimes you have really deep, thoughtful names, and that's mm. phenomenal. And sometimes you have Cloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have Fido. I, Fido's <laughs> yeah. so good. Oh, it is good, but also it's mm-hmm. literally just a dog word that yeah. happens to also sound like a bread word. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Incredible. Which is great, but like for our like for a, for our, one of our rock type pokemon in caves cavernicto stalicto stiligo like we're like ah yes each of them will have a different a different greek phobia of darkness as part of its name like okay we probably but didn't need to go that no. hard cavernicto could have just been rock cavern and it would have been fine probably would have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. yeah cuz uh, cuz that's the thing too is that the people who are making Pokemon for a living with Nintendo and the Pokemon company, like they have an entire big team in which they can yeah, bounce off absolutely. names uh-huh. and ideas and information. You two have each other mm-hmm. and the guest, if there is a guest. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, again, like 
they'll they'll take ideas. I mean, we, we know for a fact that there are some ideas that get reused years later. The, uh, there was a concept for a mime, a Mister Mime, pre-evolution in the red and blue beta, in the red and green beta back in the day. It was a very different oh, design. Really? Yeah, like it's all been data minor things now. Like there's there's all these different designs. Like, but so Mister Mime was originally going to have another stage, and that eventually got reworked to become Mister Mime. Mm-hmm. What, like a decade, like a decade later? Mister. Yeah. No, uh, Mime Junior. Mime, okay, yeah, Mime Junior. Mm-hmm. Like, that got reworked to become Mime Junior, like a decade later. Yeah, yeah. And that's happened plenty of times throughout Pokemon. Uh, Shellos and Gastrodon, there are sprites for them in the Ruby and Sapphire files, so they existed for another generation beforehand. It's like mm-hmm. they'll take ideas for years and years and years, and sometimes they'll get reworked, or like just throughout the development of a game, think ideas will get tweaked and reshaped. Yeah. Squirtle and Wartortle weren't originally part of an evolution line with Blastoise. They had a different hmm. third stage, and Blastoise had a different pre-evolution. That's wild. And so it just gets I reworked. Know, right? With this, because of how we want to do it, we absolutely could go back and tweak some of our ideas and change, change them a little bit. And we've done that a little bit occasionally, right? At the beginning of the next episode, we'll be like, we want to slightly tweak that Pokemon's name. But mm-hmm. we don't particularly want to go back and reshape a lot of things, because We've already shared that with everyone, and like we yeah. we were happy with the idea as it was at the time. I don't think it needs to be reworked just because, like, it could yeah. be tweaked slightly to fit in better with something else. But it's a much more fluid yeah. process. Yeah, than, like, yeah. So this is a good point then for me to ask: How, like, what is the kind of process like behind the scenes for creating the region of Ulsea? Like. How much how much work do you guys do before you hop on mic? Do you come into the podcast with a concept, a design, inspiration in mind? How do you go about finding inspiration? It it really depends on the episode. Yeah. Um some episodes will go into it being like, "All right, we probably should make we should do some root work. We should work on a map or something." Yeah. Um just cuz we need to fill that in. And just like mm-hmm. very little mm-hmm. very little uh pre-production stuff preparation Um, preparation thank you um very very little Mm -hmm. preparation and we're just kind of like ah we just got we're just gonna wing it yeah so for like four hours for instance i'd looked a little bit online at like just general areas in the west coast like national parks in particular i looked Mm -hmm. at a little bit like what are some geographic features you could draw on and and alex on the other hand you just know a lot of these areas already having lived here so Mm -hmm. whereas other episodes we would go into with like notes and notes prepared of yeah. like hey here's this concept or like i have you in particular would have like fully formed pokemon mm. like yeah. I, I was never like that because there are there are a couple like our black widow pokemon <laughs> yeah uh, the black our black widow pokemon widower i had the name i had the type i had everything for it because that idea just came to my head a black widow spider that is shaped like an actual hourglass yeah. instead of having the pattern on it and that's great mm-hmm. uh so sometimes we would have stuff already already worked out um i remember doing research what was i doing research on i don't know um when we did a bunch of the ghost town yeah yeah that's a good example um a ghost town for example like before that episode i think i was leading on that episode mostly yeah um i like did a bunch of research about ghost towns on the west coast to get sort of a general idea of like why do they mm-hmm. happen where are they generally speaking like located um what what do they look like like 
just as much trying to get as much information on them as I could, um, you know, without reading an entire novel. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like trying, trying to be ready to talk about a thing without having to stop and Google stuff. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, because it really mm-hmm. can disrupt the flow if that gets too much. Yeah, of a thing. So like, it it super depends on the episode. Some episodes are like. We don't know what we're doing. Let's just roll with it. And sometimes we're like <laughs> on top of it. In contrast, say we made a post-game battle facility based on it's mostly Disneyland or just a theme park. Yeah. And for that, mm-hmm. I came into the episode saying we should do this based on a theme park. Yeah. Now let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We baseline what we would have ready to go every episode if we would know roughly what we were going to be talking about. Yeah, we'd have like the mm-hmm. main subject. Like the title of each episode is usually the main subject and we'd know we're going to talk about that before we start. Yeah, like this episode yeah, is yeah. going to be about Team Astro. This episode is going to be yeah. about the Elite Four. This episode, etc, etc. Yeah. Um, and some sometimes you have more ideas for that going in than others. For the Pokemon themselves... It would, again, very much depend on exactly what we're doing. Early on, especially, we would mm. go in knowing, okay, we're doing, say, the starter Pokemon. We're doing the Pikachu clone, because every game has a Pikachu clone. Yeah. Every game has a bird and a rat and a bug. There are certain archetypes we would know that we needed to fill. Yeah. Yeah, today, yeah. Today, we're doing fossil Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets later on, and like, okay, we've done sort of all of those, now we're just doing other Pokemon that are just there to use. Yeah. And so for that at that point we would alternate who's leading and one of us would bring an idea and it would usually just be, I want to do this kind of animal. And we'd talk about that yeah. and like Or have you considered <laughs> this algae that glows in the dark? That's something, right? Hey, <laughs> I love bioluminescent algae. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. But when like if you hear that as a concept, do you imagine it's going to be a foot based on a specific Seattle based glass art worker? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I also do love the works of Dale Chihuly, so Right? Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. But like you don't necessarily connect those ideas. I don't know why my brain did, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure on that one still. Shiny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember some some of our later episodes were like, oops, all Pokemon episodes, because we were just filling out the Pokedex. Yeah. And for those, yeah. I remember, like, the day before, <laughs> just, like, Googling, like, all right, like, what, what kind of animals are in, like, you know, West Coast specifically that we haven't Yeah, if we can, it, like, mm-hmm. as much as possible, mm-hmm. we wanted to draw on the na- the local animals, Although sometimes it would be, actually, this would be a really cool animal to do something based on that hasn't been done before, so let's try and do something with that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think we both had, like, notes that we would keep of, like, potential Pokemon ideas. Yes, absolutely. Like, and, like, my, I, there were times where I just had dozens of tabs open on Google just having looked up, like, different kinds of animals, like... (laughs) <laughs> like, do you know how many different kinds of deer there are with funky shaped antlers? Um, is this a question? Can I guess no, a number? <laughs> there's a, I, I don't know, but there's a bunch of weird shaped, like spiral horned deer and uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, all yeah, all sorts like of cr- the, things. Um, the kudu? That's yeah. one of them. Yeah. yeah. And birds with weird beaks as well. Yeah. Like a hornbill. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, all those, like, it's like, okay. This is a funky looking oh, yeah. animal. This needs to be a Pokemon. Yeah. Where's... <laughs> because not every animal has to naturally match up with the location of the game. Yeah. There aren't that many zebra, to my knowledge, running around New York City. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, if you're watching the movie Madagascar, if yes, you're watching there are. Madagascar, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but At on a day to day basis. At least one. Well, that's the thing. There's only one in Madagascar. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but I remember, like, um, I have like a concept for a Pokemon, and then like before the episode, I would just like do a bunch of research on that particular animal or whatever, yeah, to see if I got mm-hmm. any ideas about like what kind of type could I make this, like what weird little like unique thing can I draw on here? Like I remember talking about flamingos, which like there is now a flamingo Pokemon. Yeah. Um. Oh, I love them. I love them, <laughs> Your so Honor. Good. They're so good. It's ridiculous. Um, but I remember being like, okay, like there's not a flamingo Pokemon, and that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. We need a flamingo. Um, but like, mm-hmm. how can I make it interesting? Yeah. Um, and we like needed more ground types in a region at the time, and mm-hmm. I discovered that mm-hmm. flamingos build these like mud nests, and I was like, that's yeah. it. That's that's everything has come together. <laughs> Alternatively, how do you make a flamingo interesting? Apparently, you just tie its neck in a knot. <laughs> it's your Pokemon, and then what? Well, there are there are certain animals that are like. The other, the other thing as well, we had an episode where we filled in the Pokedex later with, like, what are the mm-hmm. returning Pokemon? And for the most part, we tried to be like, okay, we haven't had an animal with this niche yet. We haven't made our own snake. We obviously need to have a snake in this region, so let's do that. We haven't had this, that, the other. But mm-hmm. beforehand, throughout the like the podcast, like we bear in mind, okay, may- if we need to, we can just say there's Bidoof and that's our beaver. Yeah. yeah. Alternatively, yeah. we can be like, okay, but this is such an iconic animal to the area, like, it's Oregon State Animal. Yeah, it's like so th- on our flag. Yeah. And obviously there are plenty of Pokemon of the same animal. It's just, as yeah. long as they're bringing something different to the table. Like, how many different... I mean, in Scarlet and Virus alone, there are three new dog Pokemon. Yeah. And we love them for it. Absolutely. Heck but yes. they just make sure that they each do something a little bit yeah, different. Like they're each a different, different type based on a slightly different dog or whatever. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. What can I do with a beaver that makes it slightly different? And I'm like, okay, let's look at Specific, beavers specifically in Oregon. It's like, okay, here's mm-hmm. this here's this traditional Native American story about beavers stealing fire and giving it to other animals and man. It's and like, okay, so brilliant. Good. I'll make a fire beaver instead of the water beaver like Biberel mm-hmm. was. And it's like, mm-hmm. and we can base it on this very specific story, which gives it a unique grounding very in un- this area. And that's one that I feel like you did a lot of research on because, like, you that was that one of my deep ones. I mean, yeah. I had a whole yeah, I had a whole story that I read out on the episode. Mm-hmm. I like that, I like that mm-hmm. one a lot. The background for that is it's one of the best inspirations that, like, in my opinion, for one of the Pokemon we did. Yeah, especially because uh, Beavern was taken from a lot of um, which which cosmology was that taken from? Oh, Do you remember? off the top of your head. I don't remember off the top of my head. If I can probably find it by just be, yeah, be, here you go. I just I beaver stole fire. Um. Oh, it looks like it's from the Salish people. Yeah, that that name definitely rings a bell. I absolutely had this on all of my notes at the time, and yeah. I probably may, may have mentioned it on the episode. I hope I did. Um. I just need to send y'all a screenshot of the kids' book that I found when I googled. When I googled beaver fire indigenous. Okay, you said it's a it's kid's book, so it's probably not too concerning. <laughs> no, no, it's not concerning. It's just, it's definitely like, this is definitely somebody who was out here doing their best and maybe <laughs> did not have the time or the budget to do something mm. extremely conceptual, I guess we'll say. Mm. Yeah. Looks like uh, the Nez Perce tribe were 
Oh, the nose Paris is too? Is it Paris? You, I thought it was Paris, I'm, but it I'm, Eng- I'm English. I yes, yes, I, love I remember that. that book, that cover. Yes, absolutely. Because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of Native American myths about like fire being stolen by animals and given to others, mm-hmm. and the, in a lot of them, it is the coyote that does it as well. Because obviously, mm-hmm. coyotes play a huge part in a lot of Native American myths. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But I like and... this one specifically because it was very specific and local to Oregon in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it came to including um, indigenous beliefs and cosmology in the Pokemon that you created for Elsea, uh, how did you guys, I guess, um, how did you guys handle those concepts, like, respectfully? Like, what kind of research did you do ahead of time? Because mm-hmm. there's there's at least three Pokemon that I've, <laughs> that I've been mm. noting down who were based on indigenous cosmology. Yeah. yeah. Um the ones I think the ones you're thinking of are Beavern, uh the fish. Slammon. Slammon, thank you. And, and Olsi and Zatu. Olsi and Zatu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um And Olsi and Zatu, as we mentioned, was one of the first ideas we had. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think like the way we went about it really is just like it's in the question itself. We just like genuinely respect like their their that stuff, like their culture and stuff. I Yeah. It is mm-hmm. not something to just like toss around and we wanted Mm -hmm. to do it like it's something we wanted to incorporate because it's not i mean it's a wide variety of cultures first of all but it's not yeah um yeah 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 and it is something that is i think unfortunately lacking to an extent from um unova in the black and white games yeah and there's (laughs) a lot there's a lot of reasons for that but but also Mm -hmm. in general it's not something you see in media very often yeah and and that is such a shame like but pokemon of course (laughs) No, you go on. I keep. I kind of keep no, just uh, it's that's also part of the reason why, at least I personally am really trying to expand the different fakemon creators that I follow mm-hmm. because yeah. so often you know it's like hey there's and I won't name names but oh hey there's a fakemon region based on Egypt made by a white man yeah <laughs> but then. Yeah. But then if you look through the hashtags and if you if you explore, you are able to find, you know, hey, this region is based in Central and South America and it's made by someone who is from Brazil. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Yeah. this is made by someone who is from, I believe, India. And they're currently making a region based in India and Southeast Asia. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. But it's not those those ones are not the ones that are mo that are most and that's I- i'm gonna say yeah. shared the yeah. most yeah. visible they yeah. don't get as much and attention like, yeah mm-hmm. and i think like it, it's tricky as well because a lot of the times a lot of a lot of the biggest people are people who are like a lot of the biggest fake one creators are people who are big for other reasons who are then commissioning artists to make the fake one for them which is fine mm-hmm. but it means like i'm so much more interested in seeing artists who are doing it for their own sake personally yeah I love, oh, yeah. like, say, like, Loxton and Noggin is a very popular Pokemon YouTube channel, and it has a, a, a Pokemon region also actually based on the Pacific Northwest. Mm. Um, so there's some overlap there with what we've done. And, like, his artwork is all commissioned from others. And that's great. Obviously, he's, you know, supporting small artists as well, which is also uh-huh. an easy thing to do. It's just, yeah, I, I'm so much more interested in seeing it when that whole concept has come from the artist directly, personally. Um... Um, as far as mm, yeah, back to the question. Yeah, 
So I played a smaller part in this overall. I'm English. I don't know the culture much as much, really. I've you no, know, obviously learned little bits through doing research. But Alex was much more a local cultural person. That's something that like we learn a lot about in. Mm-hmm. I I at least learned a lot about in in school and stuff. And a lot of it was just it's a combination of like you don't want to like lay it on too thick. And yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Draw inspiration mm-hmm. rather than like straight up like copy. Thing. Yeah. Well, his, oh, his, yeah. The other thing as well is that Pokemon has always drawn mm-hmm. on local mythological creatures. Say, uh-huh. in, in the Japanese-based regions, it's always based on yokai. Mm-hmm. And say, I think Pokemon like um, Impidimp are based on specific English, like from specific parts of yeah, England as well that yeah. I don't necessarily know, based on local cryptids and things from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's why it's a big thing of. Uh, um, it's a big part of, like, our legendary Pokemon in particular, we based on more modern day cultural things. Because the other thing is looking into how much it's something that is, like, a practice religion, say. If it's a deity to a culture, <laughs> yeah, that's different yeah. to, say, this is a story passed down to tell children. Yeah. Like, say, the, the how the beaver mm-hmm. stole fire. And I remember yeah. having conversations that probably got cut out a lot of the episodes, just because you know time and stuff but i remember having conversations while we recorded sort of talking about like is mm-hmm. like where do we draw the line on this like yeah. how do we make this like inspired by this culture rather than like mm-hmm. appropriative or yeah like how, how do you make sure we're celebrating this culture rather yeah than just... yeah yeah and i think a lot of that just like we looked to pokemon for other examples mm-hmm. um like mm-hmm. like you said like pokemon does this all the time yeah so, um, Hawaii is another like yeah. Generation Seven, Sun and Moon, Alola, mm-hmm. another culture that's had how to phrase this. It's been colonized. Sure. <laughs> An- <laughs> uh, yeah, another another appropriated. Culture. Yeah. yeah, another culture that is often appropriated. Yeah. How, I mean, ha- you know, Hawaii has problems nowadays with tourists going there who just mm. you know mess up the place, kind of. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Yes. And. So it's like, okay, how did Pokemon handle that? And it's like, okay, here's Pokemon based on, say, like, um, Alola Marowak, based on very specific Hawaiian dance styles. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just... And it's, I guess it's more about, like, like seeing a thing and taking a part of it rather than, like, the whole. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't want to make, like, I can't even think of an example. Um, we, we didn't just say, like... <laughs> Go on. To to po- to poke fun at something that I am comfortable poking fun at myself. <laughs> you wouldn't try to make a Pokemon based on the Pope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a living, practiced religion. Yeah. And there's a reason why there's only one church in Pokemon, and there's nothing in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the most religious theming game, because like you know then. Like, that's in Sinnoh, which years later we get Pokemon Legends Arceus, where you've got people who have deeply held religious beliefs rooted in Pokemon. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. let's... But we've got... But that's all fictional, of course. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. I don't want to talk about this too much, but say, another... Oh, an, well, another pop culture thing that has um, drawn on Native American mythology in recent years would be the Wizarding World. Ah. With, the, say, the Houses ah. of Ilvermorny, and how that it just it just applies the English culture on top of Native American trappings rather mm-hmm. than it looking just, at what... Yeah, mm-hmm. it, like, uses the words and things, but doesn't actually yeah. um, take into account 
in, in human yes. origins. Yeah, and implies yes. things like, oh, the Native American, like, sh- like, I, what's the what's, what would be the appropriate I, term, like shamans or like, uh, yeah, pe- people who practice magic in Native American culture. Oh no, that's that's all fake magic. My magic, my English yeah, magic, is the real magic. Like, okay, it's the difference what? between. It's the entire difference between approaching something respectfully, yeah, and with with the intent of honoring and referencing, as opposed to, mm-hmm. I need to I I need to make money in the American markets, yeah. yeah. So let's just let's just cherry pick from mm-hmm. the entire indigenous population. Of yeah, of which are like the wildly different eastern mm. coast like, of the oh Americas. Yeah, like we did that like, a little bit with our modern cryptids, <laughs> sure, based yeah. on modern yeah, American yeah. culture. But like, that's a very different thing to yeah. actually sincerely held beliefs. Like again, the Beavern is drawing on this American story, but it is just it's taking a very a concept from that story, a very like twisting it slightly, saying, "Oh, it actually is fire powered itself, and it's sharing that with mm-hmm. people." But it's still trying to pay homage yeah. to that story. And you've got to talk more about Slammon. I was actually just about to bring up Slammon, because the thing with Slammon yeah, is go like, for it. first of all, I just knew that we needed a Salmon Pokemon. Yeah. And second of all, I mm-hmm. have grown up seeing like this particular style of Native American art, and it is so beautiful. Yeah. And I love it yeah, so it's much. The... Is, it, is it the Tlingit style? Uh, maybe? I can never remember That's what what's called. coming up in my head. I feel like it's um, either the Tlingit or the Salish. Yeah, it is the Tlingit. Hold on, where? They're they're the ones um, who are particularly around the the north the northwestern Bay Area in yeah. the USA yeah. and Canada. A I've lot just, of lot of that up like in Seattle in particular. I've just googled Native American fish art style, and so much similar artwork is coming up, uh, <laughs> but no one explaining. <laughs> Like Where more of the origin for it, which is part of the problem, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Northwest artwork from okay. We in fact, the, I found a list of a bunch of different tribes, yeah. and the first one is the Tlingit. Haida. Oh, I'm not. Sure, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be able to pronounce a lot of these. I don't know the different phonologies. Hailsuk. 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 Simshun. There's there's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, it's specifically but, like Northwest Coast. Yeah, mm-hmm, and so like it's mm-hmm. a, just like saying like, okay, this is a very this is a local art style. Let's take that and say, no, that's what the actual living creature looks like. And that's what's yeah, it's like reverse engineering, mm-hmm. yeah, thing to sort of make it fictional rather than yeah, yeah, because it is such a gorgeous art style. It's so pretty. I it really it so is much. and distinct. And it's something that like I really mm-hmm. wanted to like like try to do justice to. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I I was really worried that like it wasn't going to turn out well, but I I think it came out okay. It's mm-hmm. I think it's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and yeah. it's something where if in theory there was ever a playable ROM hack Mm-hmm. Pokemon North and Pokemon South. You know, you could have people in to help consult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that is the other, that is the other thing, and I don't want to like try and give us a pass. But we are two people doing this for fun, not profit. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> a, a big yeah. difference compared to say major media franchises mm-hmm. ripping things whole cloth. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. And it that's something. Oops, sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. It, it essentially boils down to like. 
we say up front, like, we, we are trying to be as respectful as we can. We are genuinely inspired yeah. by, by this particular thing, and we want to do mm-hmm. it justice. If there are people more closely connected to that culture that feel we are doing something wrong or problematic in any way, we would encourage and welcome oh, yeah, absolutely. That, that feedback. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're not, we don't have the resources to do the research and the con- consultation of a major corporation. Yeah. It's going to be a particularly mm-hmm. big thing moving forward into future regions where we don't have that same local knowledge because we want to base mm. this on more regions and it will require mm-hmm. a lot more background research on the, to begin with, yeah. which we've now had the experience and the practice mm-hmm. of doing some of that in, in Alcea and Pokemon North and South. So that will help us going in, yeah. but we yeah. will have to be very careful to make sure we are... In, we are, in fact, honouring that culture and not appropriating. You, you know what could help is, like, look, I we all know that Twitter is, uh, <laughs> Twitter is in shambles. But, mm. like, depending on where you're wanting to... I, I guess this is part of the advantage of Pokemon becoming so ubiquitous around the world, is, mm-hmm. like, if, say, you were going to base a Pokemon region in Southeast Asia, like, I could... I, I could get you in contact with an artist that I follow who is very, who is they're living in the US but their heritage mm. is Southeast Asian. Yeah. So like so like being able to use social media as a networking device like you could if Absolutely, you wanted to again yeah. I'm not putting words in your mouth or telling you what to do but like oh, yeah, you could yeah, very yeah. easily reach out and be like hi we're basing our new Pokemon region on this specific portion of the world and we want to hear from local creators yeah about yeah. how you how you all would handle this what you want to do make a pokemon with us yeah and like the more we do it and the more we keep on going with it yeah. the easier it would be to be able to reach out to people yeah. in that way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah just lots of lots of research and yeah asking for help again yeah yeah <laughs> We'll do our best. <laughs> hey, you know what? That is that is the most important thing that anybody can do, which is do their best and do the research. Yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, real quick, since on the recap wrap-up episode that y'all did for Pokemakers, you talked about favorite Pokemon, so yeah. I want to ask about... <laughs> Who is your favorite NPC that you created for the Ulcia region? Now that you've asked us that, I can't believe we didn't have that conversation I know. ourselves. Like, why didn't we talk about that? <laughs> we, like, what's our favorite town? What's our favorite other area of the map? Are the people? Who cares? Yeah. Well, because I feel like it's it's so easy to just be like, oh, our like self inserts, yeah, or, that... our gym leaders that we made. Yeah, and like, hey, that's acceptable. It it is a thing as well, like. It's a fine line to tread because a lot of our gym leaders are self-insert characters for guests as well. Yeah. So it's a fine line to tread mm-hmm. with that being like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, but this is one of our best friends, so we'll pick them. Mm. Um, <laughs> Have you considered, though, Tanner's character? Go for it, talk about Tanner's uh, character. <laughs> Porter? Porter. I was blanking out his name for a second. Porter um, the Reporter. Porter the Reporter. It's not subtle. <laughs> um... It's Pokemon. Of course, absolutely. (laughs) That character filled like a niche that I didn't realize that we needed, Mm -hmm. but I love it so much. Explain who he is. Okay, right, right, yeah, sorry. Um, (laughs) Porter is a reporter who, when you meet earlier in the game, is a little bit skeezy. He has you go and look for um, basically double-checking 
um, rumors that he's heard about various Pokemon, and you go and see if they're mm-hmm. real or not, uh, and come back to him so he can, like, make big money with his newspaper or whatever. Um, but, yeah. But yeah. then, like, gradually through the game, he becomes less and less shifty and uh, ends up actually really caring about reporting the truth rather than making money. And I love that. I love... Mm-hmm. I love a shady character turnaround. <laughs> oh, yeah. What about you, JD? Um, so I think I would say... <laughs> it's, a, it's a less definitive character, because I forget exactly how we handle this, but I think it changes depending on the version. I would say your rival who... Okay. Is not mm. your childhood friend. The the rival. So mm. for the games, we had two different rivals. We had one rival who mm-hmm. go, who grew up in the same town as you, and one who grew up in the town in the opposite end of the region, who's traveled up to yeah, that part. Yeah, yeah. Who tra- well, who's traveled to that part of the region to get that first Pokemon. But because we started in two different ends, in Pokemon, we kept the rivals in the same physical location. They were from the same town either way. It was just a a matter. The only thing that changed was which one had moved to your mm. town. So that's... Is it Arthur mm-hmm. and Amber? Yeah. Arthur and Amber. So whichever one is not from your hometown, who instead shows up late to get their first Pokemon, is told, oh, I'm sorry, I've only got one Pokemon left, who then gets really mad at you, the player, and your other rival for having taken their choice to start a Pokemon and like wants mm-hmm. to best you because of that. And throughout the course of the game, discovers their own path, makes their own choices becomes your frenemy of course because i love a rival who starts out kind of antagonistic but grows to become your friend (laughs) in pokemon scarlet and violet (laughs) that that is that is the character of arvin i hope that's not a big spoiler but at first he is a bit a bit a bit of a grump and very quickly it's like no you're my best friend now We have very similar archetypes that we've chosen here. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, there is overlap. And I just love that, like, because this is a character who's challenging you, trying to make you do your mm-hmm. best. Mm-hmm. But, just, but not not as... <laughs> Pokemon's, Pokemon rivals, you know, we started out with, with Blue, who, like, who doesn't even remotely like you and tells you to... Sm- he just says, smell you later. And then we have mm-hmm. someone who steals their first Pokemon and doesn't even like Pokemon. And then since yeah. then it's been like, hi, I'm your best friend. I can't wait to make new meet new Pokemon. I'm the la 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 Bright Sunshine and Rainbows. It's like, no, we need a we need we need just a just a sprinkling of spice. Just a very <laughs> slight edge. is the one sour apple in the bunch. <laughs> yeah. Instead of just, you know, a spoon, we need a butter knife. A slight mm. edge. <laughs> Nothing mm. too sharp or dangerous, but just a touch. Yeah. Give him some character. So Arthur or Amber, game dependent. Mm-hmm. You're good. You're good. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm surprised that y'all didn't go for anyone from uh from the Starlight Circus or Star Starlight or the Astrolight Circus. Astrolight. Yeah. Thank you. I knew there was star in it somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we had developed those quite as much <sighs> as the thing. I never felt quite as attached to them. Well, again, I could say, I believe it was Pyro, who starts out, like, compared to the rest of Team Astro, who starts out putting on a very friendly facade, like, oh, yes, we're really such a benevolent organization. We put on fun shows for the whole family to enjoy. Actually, we're really Mm -hmm. evil and just want money, money, money. Mm -hmm. And then there's Pyro, who's like, 
I don't care about you. I do my job. I show up. I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy. I'm not your guy, pal. And then, and then it turns out he's the only one who's not on board with the big evil capitalist twist of the villains. Who's like, Mm -hmm. no, you guys have gone too Mm -hmm. far. Like we're doing our jobs. We're not here to steal and hurt Pokemon and whatever. And so he's the one who turns on them first. Is like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Someone again with a bit of an edge. Who's not even nice underneath the thing. He's not a nice person yeah. at any point. He, he doesn't have a heel face turn. He's still just mm-hmm. as grumpy and mean. He's just not mm-hmm. evil. We, we yeah. love we love a jerk. Apparently, <laughs> we we like we like a character who seems like they're not on your side, but then has a twist and a turn around and comes around to your side. You know, mm-hmm. you love your Zukos. I do. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite. <laughs> We love we love a moralistic antagonist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. An antagonist, not a villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> oh, real real quick. Yeah. Uh, how we didn't talk about how you how how the two of you made the Osea region fit within the wider world of Pokemon, within the different games, the different settings. Yeah, that was a huge thing we wanted to do and incorporate as part of the Pokemon world, which I I wish Pokemon did more of as well. Mm. In like <laughs> continuity in my Pokemon. <laughs> well, Scarlet and Violet has little touches you because it's based around you going to school and so you can go and take classes that just build mm-hmm. the world and build flavor. There's a history class, and on the board in the history class is Professor Laventon, because he's part of Pokemon World history. And that's such a mm-hmm. cute little neat touch. And I know that they talk about, like, oh, yeah, this particular student, like, went and studied yeah. in Galar for a few years or something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. they, they acknowledge that there there are other regions. Yeah. But then... I mean, lo- the, player, the player and their mother are from Galar. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a languages teacher as well who's, like, half of it is literally just teaching you real-world languages. And he speaks... Like, he uses a lot of different language words, mostly oh, French. Oh, I can't wait to get there and analyze the Spanish. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> he mostly uses French, and I wish there was just a line in there about how he's from Kalos, and this is the language spoken in Kalos. Yeah. Because that would be it's... such a cute little touch. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Which is also cool about the Olsea region, because because Olsea butts up, in theory, right up against Orr. Yes. Or, yes. Bu- I pronounce it, at least. Yeah. I did too at first. I think I cut cut out our discussion about that in the episode, but yeah. I tried to go with the official <laughs> pronunciation, but yeah, the Orr region, or the Ore region, based on Arizona, mm-hmm. of course, right there against California. And so, as part of that, we made an entire town and an area based in the desert, but where, like... All of our towns are named after famous people from the world of Pokemon because that's how mm-hmm. a lot of American locations are named. Mm-hmm. Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we named it after a scientist from the Ore region and we said this is a port of commerce between Olsea and Ore. And uh, here's a bunch of Pokemon that are in our Pokedex because they're the only wild Pokemon in Ore and we can say, oh, they just escaped from Olsea essentially and crossed the border into yeah. this, this different area. Like, you can find mm-hmm. them in particular like, in that... that- border zone retroactive continuity yeah. and when considering yeah. other pokemon to add as well we all like pokemon to give regional variants to or pokemon to give new evolutions to we took particular time and attention towards pokemon from alola and unova as the two other mm-hmm. american-based mm-hmm. regions and the two nearest regions like, to physically closest, as well yeah 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 and then 
eventually another huge part would be the post-game era, the Archipelago Decorus that we made with Mikey mm-hmm. from Pokemon Crossroads. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're so good. Who, Which is all of the other regions, but many. Yeah. yeah. It's a po- it's a, 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 an area where in the post-game you can go and catch mostly the legendaries from other regions, but also just certain other Pokemon from those regions. And mm-hmm. like the regions are shaped... But these islands are shaped like those regions, and they've got their names after them. It's, it's taking mm-hmm. concepts like something akin to a Chinatown or a Little Italy, but instead it's a whole island. Yeah, and it's just it's a mini area like that. And Which again is a very uniquely American thing. I feel like yeah. And then for like <laughs> a fun part is for regional variant evolutions. Say, uh, we made it so that a lowland Raichu is the default Raichu in our region because again it's so close to where Alola would be. It's so mm-hmm. close to where Hawaii would be in the real mm-hmm. world. So we wanted mm-hmm. to play into that. The idea that these variants are variants, but they're not just one-off. Because re- it's weird that they would just show up in this one region, but yeah. everywhere else in the world, it's this one other form. Yeah. yeah. It's it's something about the magnetism. The, yeah. The magnetic fields around Alola and Olsea. But then... It's in the Pacific Ocean. There's like some, you know, stuff going on in there. Mm. But then to give the you salt, a way to get... The salt and the magnets are different. Yeah. But then to give you a way to get Cantonian Raichu in our game, you can go and evolve a Pikachu on Kanto Island, and that'll do the trick. Or if you want mm-hmm. to get... um, What's another... What's another Pokemon that we gave variants to? Pineco. Pineco? Well, no, because we, re- we did a regional variant of Pineco as well, though. Mm, yeah. No, right. Arbok got an Evo. Yeah. It didn't stop at Arbok. So it's not... Mm. It doesn't evo- Pine. Oh, it's not yeah. Jotonian Pineco that evolves into Olsean Ones that got new fortress. evolutions. Yeah. Like Skiddo? No, because Skiddo's also got a regional variant. Does it? I can't remember. Did we do any Pokemon where they don't... They, they The base form doesn't have a regional variant and the evolution does. <laughs> Hold on, I can pull it up. I have, I have a very... That's okay. I have a very fancy Google Sheets that has all the information... <laughs> yeah, just that shaking hands emoji it's you and Tanner shaking hands over <laughs> spreadsheets <laughs> I mean I was to tell you, Alex loves my spreadsheet it's very good um, Sunkern we didn't make an Olsean Sunkern but we made an Olsean Sunflora yeah. but if you wanted to get Jotonian mm. Sunflora you take Sunkern to Johto Island and that just feels fun Like it's, it you is. still got the way to get the other Pokemon yeah. ah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I make myself happy with my thing. Yeah. That's that's important, right? If I'm not making myself happy, then what am I even doing? Um, what was the original question? Because I feel like I have an answer. Um, the how how do you incorporate the, the wider different... Pokemon world? Mm, something. Yeah. That... How do you make it fit with the rest of the Pokemon? Something that you had touched on very briefly is mm. like all of the the towns are named after yeah. people from other regions. We wanted to bring in. Okay, so like. The United States in particular is known for being like a melting pot. You've got mm-hmm. people immigrating here from all over the mm-hmm. world. And so like that's something that we wanted to keep in mind. Like there would be people from all of these other regions that would have come and settled here. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so for like our Elite Four, yes. we made them each uh, a trainer from a different region and they would have yeah, Pokemon from yeah. their home region. And mm-hmm. we really wanted to like emphasize that like there's there's like there's a lot of people here. Yeah. From a lot of different mm-hmm. places, and mm-hmm. and that's delightful. And we even made, yeah. we even got Lily from Alola as our one 
I loved that. Yeah, because every Pokemon game has some returning characters from previous games. So that's the one we Mm. let ourselves have with Lily. (laughs) I do it again. Yeah, and you know what? She deserves to be in the Elite Four. Right? Right? Just to see that progression Mm -hmm. of her from someone who wasn't even a trainer up to one of the greatest trainers in the country. When you asked us who our favorite NPCs were, I almost (laughs) said Lily. (laughs) But I felt like that didn't quite count. But but we can't say Lily because she's not actually an OC and this is the home for wayward OC. She's the one non-OC. I I, I think we've addressed this in (laughs) past guests, but like there's a lot to be said for... For, for taking the canon about a character, mm. say a Power Rangers character, and saying, <laughs> but I'm going to be, I'm going to be interpreting them within this different manner or yeah. scope or yeah. lens. Expanding and giving, upon that. Yes, expanding upon that, developing them in ways that are necessary to the narrative that I want to tell. Yeah, okay. So they're kind of OCs. <laughs> yeah. Bit, yeah. You can't copyright them, but yeah. they are your OCs. <laughs> we could copyright Astrid, who's got a lot of similarities. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. I I just I flipped over to the picture of the Olsean map that I have pulled up and oh, I nice. just I saw the I saw the little friend hiding in the bottom right corner of the map and I just went, Ah friend. <laughs> Which one was that? Yeah, I don't remember. There's so many there's a lot of... Taxileep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tax- Taxileep hiding as right, a yes. cactus. <laughs> or poss- yeah, possibly just a cactus that kind of looks like that. It's unclear. Oh, I was searching my message. I was like, why didn't... Normally, I just find the I'll see a map by just searching on Twitter. I'll see a map, but it didn't come up because I was searching my direct messages. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that- so many friends hiding. That map was so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love maps. Maps are fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had the, pre- that was, oh, yeah, we had the preliminary one early on and it's like, this is just to help us like visualize, the, visualize I'm... it as we begin making the areas. Yeah, Once yeah. we've got the areas, then we can t- like have a yeah. detailed map. I'm like a very visual oriented mm-hmm. person. Yeah. I mean, same. <laughs> what Art. what yeah. nerd doesn't love starting a new fantasy series and seeing there's a map in the inside cover? Right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's mm. like, oh no. Oh no, I have to reference a map. <laughs> you usually don't have to reference it. It's yeah. usually there to mm-hmm. build on the flavor and help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My brain is made of soup, though. Fair. Um. So I guess, is there anything that the two of you wanted to talk about with the Olsea region before we go into the wrap-up? I mean, we could talk about the Osea region for hours. We love it so much. It's our baby. <laughs> it is. We're so attached to it. I yeah. think there's like a lot of things that didn't make it into the show. Like we have like a, I can't think of any specific examples because like I mentioned, my brain is made of soup. But um, I know like there's a lot of things that were just like little head cannons. Well, I guess they're not head cannons when, when it's that's, all your own cannon. But like, it, <laughs> just like that's, little that's things. That's the thing that about creating mentioned. your own thing is it's just canon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Did we ever mm-hmm. talk in an episode about um, uh, Mike and Tom like visiting each other? I think I think we may have mentioned that. Our two generations who are based like we had two guests, Mike and Tom, who are real life brothers who came on and made uh-huh. gym leaders, and we decided the gym leader characters are also brothers. Yeah, like cute little things like that, or like uh. I have, like, a lot of, like, visual... I can see a lot of it in my head that, like, 
prob- mm-hmm. definitely didn't get translated into any of the art that I did. Like, I can see some of the towns. And yeah, like, I know yeah. what they look like. We t- we did talk yeah. about what the towns look like. Yeah, but like down, mm-hmm. like it's like I can like see it down to like the way that the streets are paved and like weird, like the very specific details. Yeah. Random lines of dialogue that might get thrown out. Yeah. What does the NPC who says the power of science is amazing talk about? Yeah, I, I, that's definitely something we had talked about, but yeah. it's definitely not on the show. Um, we just yeah, like there were there were so many little things like that where it's like oh, like in between recording at things we would be like, oh, isn't it neat that like the trees in this forest are purple and then also the oh, oops sorry and then also like the Bigfoot that is in that forest is also purple isn't that like that's one that we did mm-hmm. bring back up in the show yeah but like little things like that that we'd notice off pod so to speak yeah um and i, I just i didn't write any of them down so i don't remember <laughs> yeah. any of them yeah we were we were not the best at taking notes with this we were a lot better at taking notes with this <laughs> than we were with sorted yes but we could have been a lot better and I am going to try to be better going into season two. Yeah. I started off strong, but like now going into season two, knowing what to take notes on, mm-hmm. knowing what mm-hmm. I will want to reference again, rather than just like jotting down random whatever. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to, it's going to be a lot easier to know what is actually important to write down. Yeah. Yeah. As, as someone who is, who is a, a recovering exhaustive note taker <laughs> i feel that yeah i always just feel like oh yeah i remember the important stuff no it's like i no. remembered some things i don't remember anything i don't remember anything ever that's okay yeah. it, it doesn't you have a podcast to do that for you yeah and also like i don't listen back to um <laughs> any of the episodes yeah like jd edits them so like i only hear them the one time when we record and like and you're i'm saying them but no, even if i didn't like literally have the flu right now um i still wouldn't be able to remember so many things i'm just mm-hmm. i don't know just looking through the pokemon and just like oh yeah i just <laughs> i love them mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... I, I wish i had time to draw more yeah. After a while, it sort of became a chore, and I do, I do kind of. That does make me sad. Because mm-hmm. the art's so much fun, but also I, I do think it was important that it, it wasn't an entirely visual medium. Yeah. Like that was the whole point of it. Was this is something we could do together? Whereas the art, if it was all art, it would have just been me. Yeah. Like I, I help mm-hmm. with the art. I give directions. Oh, and, yeah. and Suggestions. Yeah. I can't do art unless you are sitting next to me, like reminding me, like of the details of the Pokemon. Yeah, but it is a lot more you. Yeah. It's very fun though. Yeah. Again, what's the point of doing something if it's not fun for yourself? Yeah. Right? Or, you know, fun in like the, ah! <laughs> yeah. The good kind of stress. Have I talked yes. about the, I, I don't know did, if I've ever talked to JD about the good kind of stress. Probably. Did you, did you know there's a specific term for it? Is there? <laughs> yeah. I, I learned this in therapy, so this one's for free. Uh, <laughs> there is, there is distress, which mm-hmm. is bad stress the stress of oh god i've got a deadline to hit oh oh no uh i need to check my finances this pile oh god, of laundry has been sitting here me. for so long and just looking at it yes makes me anxious yeah 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 yes and then there's you stress so distress versus you stress 
And eustress is the kind where it is like, I am getting ready for this thing that I am excited about, whether that's a date or mm. doing or a, or a project you're really excited about or getting ready to go see someone that you care about. It's more of like, like a motivating stress. Yes, yeah. it's the motivating. Yeah. And the distress is the stress where you sit there and you're paralyzed for yeah. however long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, that's just a deadline. Like, oh, okay, I've like I've got to go to bed soon because I've got work in the morning, but before that, I've got to make my lunch for tomorrow. Okay, let's go make lunch. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I wish I had some more, like, thoughtful, insightful final thoughts for this, but, uh, just my final thoughts are like every Pokemon is our every Pokemon that we made is our baby, and I love yeah. them. Yeah, the th- the thing about like Pokemon, like <laughs> when you when you're playing a new Pokemon game, you're like, okay, I'll choose my six favorites from my team. There we go. But then when you're when you've made all the Pokemon and there's a hundred of them, and you're told mm-hmm, you can only have mm-hmm. six, you're like, but but what what about? But, but this one's my baby too. But what about the and other ninety four? This one's also my baby. Uh huh. And this uh-huh. one is also my uh-huh. baby. I want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I do with my babies? I have to send them to like some sort of home for wayward OCs. <laughs> Tell you what, that's the advantage of this being a metaphysical home is that there is no shortage of rooms. <laughs> you can just open up a door and the entire Olsea region's Pokemon can just come spilling out. <laughs> oh, who crammed I, them in there? <laughs> my brain was just like, God, I wish that were me. Because I was, I was specifically picturing like you opening a door and like all of the Pokemon just like... A avalanche down on Spill you, out. and you're just like buried in Pokemon. Perhaps in plushy form, because they say one of them is a literal cavern as a Pokemon. <laughs> For just, instance, I just want like so many, so many playsome. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to be surrounded by playsome. I'll see in Meowth. Mm-hmm. I'll see in Meowth. Mm-hmm. I think a beaver would be good to hug during the cold winter oh. nights. Oh, yeah. He's, he's just he's just your he's just like one of those plush animals that you put in the microwave. But he's already mm. been in the microwave all the time. <laughs> he is the microwave. Mm-hmm. But like Ooh. maybe you don't want to cuddle Wait, no, up with a Skellio Rotom. so much. I was like, oh, microwave Pokemon. No, that's just Rotom. <laughs> that, was... <laughs> that exists. <laughs> and they did that one. Mm. Oh, Rotom. You were a thing. Rotom is a shame because, like, there are so many like everyday objects that we can't use. Yeah, like a car. Wait a minute, they did that anyway. Or we could just do it. Who cares? That's true. Pokemon. (laughs) Everything's made up, and the moms don't matter. Yes, they do. How dare you? Um, I guess then uh, this is a good point at which I get to ask you two the last question for this evening, if you are ready for it. I think so. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so Alex and JD, why do you love the Elsea region so much? Oh my gosh! (laughs) (laughs) Babies! Those are babies! Hundreds of babies that we made. And also, like... Some of them literal. I don't want to, like, like be so heavy-handed with the same concept over and over again, but it's because it's something that we made together. Yeah, we we just, we love working on stuff mm-hmm. together. Like, um, like, 
uh, we talk about this a lot off podcast, but like I, Jade, I'm gonna talk to you directly. But like, you are okay. my favorite person to make things with. You're my favorite person to make things and with, and I'm so happy that I get to make things with you. Yeah, we've made YouTube videos. We've made a web comic. We've made multiple podcasts. And so, like, just like making Olsia with you has been yeah. such a joy. And just, and it's ours. It's, it's just our, so. It's our thing that we made. It's just so nice. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. It's just. <sighs> It's taking it's taking things we know and love and putting our own spin on them, like be that Pokemon themselves or just like the local area of Oregon. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like I don't know. We're we're both very creative people, and we just we like making things, and we have discovered that we're really good at making things together, and that we very much enjoy making things together. Which like. For people that are even, like, your friends or your family or, like, people that you know really well, that's not always the case. Oh, yeah. There are loads of examples where, like, I don't know, some of my best friends, like, I don't know if I could do a podcast with everyone I know. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But just the fact that, like, it it works, we work together so well makes me very happy. And Olsia is, Mm -hmm. like, such a great way to, like, (laughs) it's, like, proof of that, I guess. It's, like, such a great thing to point to, to be like, we made that together. We yeah. work great together. Um, the fact that we now have this, yeah, this very much completed project that we can look back on as well. Yeah. It's not just, like, here's a thing mm-hmm. we've made, and that's kind of a thing, and, like, or here's this other ongoing thing. It's like, no, this is a solid, rounded-out thing. This is a whole thing that we did, start to finish. We worked on it together. Yeah. And sorry, and it's full of babies. Magical, magical wild babies, and some of those babies are full-grown minotaurs, and some of those babies are trees, tr- like a, a, just a straight-up tree. Some of those babies are, you know, Baby small rabbits. Some of those babies are yeah. horrifying eldritch monstrosities. Yes, <laughs> those are Alex's favorite babies. Those are my favorite babies. Sometimes they're just orbs. <laughs> Sometimes they're just Many of them orbs. are just orbs. Sometimes they're, say, a weirdly sharp and pointy mob boss orca. And that's also our baby. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and we love them all. We love them all. Not necessarily equally. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, they're not real. That's they're okay, not... they're not... They're... They're not kids. You don't yeah, have they're to not say you love them babies. equally. <laughs> yeah. They're not living flesh babies. They are theoretical concepts. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> the way you phrase that lets everyone know that you do not have kids. <laughs> That's the next Doctor Who monster. The living flesh babies. The adipose? Well, there you go. See? <laughs> So, thank you so much, Alex and JD, for coming on today to talk about the entire Ulsea region. I really loved getting to talk to you both about this. Thank you. It's thank been you so much it's been delightful to us. be here and to talk about it and gush about this thing that We're we love so much. We're always down to gush about <laughs> ourselves, yeah. our own work. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone, pay attention to how great our thing is. <laughs> So what I'm hearing is that I can go ahead and get the two of you on the books for a guest spot after you finish the next region in, say, two and a half years' time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you are also welcome <laughs> to come on to season two to be a gym leader or some other kind of NPC as well. Yeah. Oh, I will be taking you up on that, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
We don't, you know, we don't have our schedule no. stuff ready for that yet, but we are keeping an eye out for yeah. people. Yeah, that's want to okay. Come yeah, yeah, y'all got a whole month and a half before you have to worry about posting anything. <laughs> yeah, Christmas um, first. That's not long. Enough. Yes, <laughs> I know. You don't have to edit. Time. Them. I know. I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably just the flu. It's just so ill. <laughs> Here, okay, here is something that I know that the two of you can talk about, which is, where would the two of you like to be found on the internet? What do you have that you would like to shout out and or promote? Well, we have this podcast called Pokemakers. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea! (laughs) Yeah, so Pokemakers is part of the Pocket Podcast Network. You can find it there, pocketpodcastnetwork.com. You can find us on anywhere you get your podcasts. It's on all the podcast things. All the podcatchers. On Twitter, you can find us at Pokemakers. Uh, yeah. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. I almost said I'm at Codename JD. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm at Codename JD on Twitter. Twitter is one of the biggest social media things where we are active. For now. For now. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I feel that. Uh, that's the case, then I'm going to go ahead and do my outro. Please do. Uh, so real quick, current events podcast, support, especially the unhoused communities in your area, donate to food banks with cash, not with food because cash goes farther. Uh, and, uh, I guess just help, help each other. It's the holiday season. Be, yeah. be there for people. Yeah. E. The Humphrey Widow Seas is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. We can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or at waywardocpod on Twitter. This podcast is partly recorded on the ancestral lands of the Kiakapui, Kaw, Osage, and the Ocheti Shukalan Oyate. If you'd like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows, we have our own Discord server, and hopefully we will soon have a Tumblr. Uh, there should be a permit invite out on the various Twitters, but if not, just message one of us and we'll get you set up. And I am always looking for guests to talk about their original characters, so feel free to drop me a line if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show. I do also have a Google form, which is the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter account. It's just got stuff about, like, pitch me your character, and when can you record? Uh, And as with all podcasts, it's always incredibly helpful if you can subscribe, rate us on your listening platform of choice, and recommend us to a friend, because it helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This is the Home for Widowsies, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. It, you know, it's not so much the Puss in Boots movies, it's the Puss in Boots Netflix series that's the real Ooh. problem. Oh, God, there's a Netflix series? Oh, yeah, there were like eight seasons or something. You know, Like, oh, DreamWorks and Netflix do all these shows where they're just like, yeah, let's just have five episodes, we'll churn them out three times a year, and there'll be 12 seasons. <sighs> like, it was that, it was the Boss Baby, oh, it, yeah, it was... Boss Baby. Oh, welcome to... Oh.
welcome, welcome to the best idea for a podcast of all time. This is Champs in the Making, a Pokemon Bracket podcast where we take every one of these creatures in the Pokemon video game franchise, put them in a bracket together and find out which one the best one is. Starmie gives me like organic, free range, gluten free, like fidget spinner energy. Swallow can swallow a tire hole in one gulp. Ladybug looks like it is ready to give you so many high fives with each of its little mitten hands. <laughs> I don't like Weird Ear's face. It's got a big t***hole for a nose, for sure. I think Nido King's favorite beer is PBR. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Champs in the Making, a Moonshot Network podcast about Pokemon. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or first at patreon.com slash moonshotnetwork.